0: Riders Radio Theater is made possible in part by a grant from Tema Systems Incorporated, offering laboratory, crushing, grinding, and sampling equipment, as well as industrial batch and continuous centrifuges. Sundor Products, the makers of Texan brand fruit juices, are proud to be the exclusive national sponsors of Riders Radio Theater. Texan orange juice is available at local grocery stores in the canned fruit section.
1: (laughs)
2: Slim? Breathe. I am breathing. I don't know if I can do this.
3: It's almost here, Slim. Don't give up.
2: Here comes another contraction. Push, uh, Slim. Push. Oh, oh, I can't
3: do it. Yes, you can. Just push a little harder. Sure, it's tough, but just think. In a moment, you'll have a 30-minute radio show to hold in your arm.
2: Yes, yes. I can feel it.
1: I
3: can see it. Look, there. It's beginning. One more push to Slim. Oh, oh.
0: Congratulations, a fine, healthy 30-minute riders radio theater is on the air.
1: Come
2: on, Get ready for the cowboy show. We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's <laughs> time to play. We're going to ride. And drag the two to the and holler and holler at the moon Ho, ho,
0: To settle up and ride the airways once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. To Slim, the man of many hats. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers. And Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Bender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle and
1: tune. We're gonna hoot and holler the moon. Oh, 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 oh.
2: Yodeling, you. Every buck a There's a place around the fire field With riders in the sky So come on and let's ride
0: And now, and let me get this absolutely correct With the 2,451st performance of their career Here are Riders
2: in the Sky yes.
3: Thank you, Texas dix the voice that sold a million baby chicks on Border Radio, and thank you. You folks gathered here in the Emory Theater and those of you listening over the modern miracle of radio. We have so much show tonight, of course, we again won't have lengthy introductions, so let me just say that to my left and your right, Too Slim, who hears rumbling and sheep bleats. I'm Ranger Doug, I hear rumbling in the cheap seats. To my right and your left is Woody Paul, who hears his own drum beat. And our orchestra is always under the direction of Joey the Cow Polka King, whose accordion needs a replete. And now, <laughs> and now, Bob Nolan's song of the rollick in open range. There's an open range ahead. A one, two, three.
2: If you like a lot of room around the roaming, for any place to you stop your hearts at home in. If you like to see a campfire in the gloaming, there's an open range ahead If you like the sound of lazy cattle lowing For miles of sage and tumbleweeds are growing Then it's time you knew the only place you're going Is an open range ahead Up in the sky keep the bright sun shining Out of the west let a clean wind blow Here in your heart there'll be no more pining For some place else to go We like to hear the prairie winds a-wailing And watch the snowy clouds above us sailing You can bet your life your heart will soon be trailing To an open range ahead I keep a bright sun shining out of the west. Let a clean wind blow. Here in your heart, there'll be no more pining for someplace else to go. If you like to hear the prairie winds a wailing and watch the snowy clouds above a sailing, you can bet your life your heart will soon be trailing to an open range ahead. To an open
1: Better
0: luck, folks, because Ryder's Radio Theater will return like a Ron Dibble fastball right after this message. Neighbors, you know me, Texas Big Bender, and you can tell by my voice that very likely I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Chances are good that you or a close relative has ordered baby chicks from me, and as a result, you're enjoying the financial independence these fine-feathered moneymakers have given you. Yes, chickens are great, but it's no secret that chickens are dumb, too. That's why I've swung open the barnyard gates of El Pollo University. Located high in the lush green hills just south of Bill Rio, Texas, El Pollo U is now enrolling hundreds of hens just like yours. Why send your chicken to college? I'm glad you asked because I have the answer to that. NASA poultry scientists have determined that educated chickens lay more eggs, bigger eggs, Why double yolks are normal to an educated chicken. And that means bigger profits for you. Let's look in on a typical classroom. All right.
3: All right, class, class. Fill in, the, fill in the blanks, class. Number one, Harry Truman's famous quotation was, the stops here. Very good. Let's turn now to math. Four quarters equal one. Congratulations, Clara. Have a nice fat grub.
0: Now, there's a lot of human college graduates who can't add that fast. Neighbors, your chickens will stay in shady dormitories and enjoy regional cuisine at its finest. Social activities are too numerous to mention, but there's room for every chicken in the famous El Pollo University Glee Club.
4: From the table down Founders, at Tyson's, where the diamond neckers dwell. Th- <laughs>
0: Now ask yourself, does your chicken have what it takes to qualify for El Pollo U? Well, just think about it. Is your chicken breeding? If the answer is yes, there's a spot on our roost for her. Now be sure and don't bother enrolling your chicken until you determine the gender. All the education in the world is never going to get a rooster to lay an egg, neighbors. So change both my life and your chicken by picking up the phone and calling one 900 el Pollo for your four-color catalog of the future. Why did the chicken cross the road? To enroll at El Pollo U.
3: Radio Field. Oh, yes. It's special guest time, saddle pals. Time to showcase the talents of tonight's guest star. Who's in the shoot this week, Woody Paul?
5: Well, Ranger Doug, you know you can't have too many accordions when you're riding down the trail. Oh, that's so true. And tonight we have a genuine accordion legend known to millions from his many years on the great Lawrence Welk Show. Please make welcome Myron Florence. Yes! <laughs> Thank howdy, you. Howdy. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you so much. It's a real pleasure and an honor to be with you fellas this evening. And I'm going to have a ball during this show. I'm going to, I want to do a little medley that Lawrence Welk always had me play on, the, on our television show, which ran for 31 years. And he loved the polkas. So here's a little medley of some of them.
2: dad who lived long enough to see this. Two Slim playing bass with Myron Florent. I'm telling you. Man, I get a blast out of watching the old Lawrence Welk reruns, Myron. I've always wondered, where did the bubbles come
5: from? Well, from my accordion, Two sli- too really? Slim. Really? I didn't know accordions made bubbles. Oh, are they sure, they all do. Right, Joey? Oh, is that what the buttons are for? Right. The, the buttons control the bubbles. Show them, Joey. <laughs>
2: Wow. What happens if you press them all at once?
5: Well, you really don't want to do that because that would make so many bubbles you couldn't see.
3: Wow, you couldn't see. And say, that's a beautiful sounding accordion you're playing, Myron.
5: Thanks, Rager Doug. Of course, it's, it's not an accordivarius.
3: An, an accordivarius?
5: Uh, yeah, there are only three accordivarius accordions in the world, ladies and gentlemen. One's in the Smithsonian, and of course, one belongs to the Pope. The Pope? <laughs> Uh-huh. Really? Oh, sure. He enjoys a good polka just like anybody else.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, where, where's the third accordivarius?
5: Well, I wish I knew. You know, I spend my spare time trying to track it down. As a matter of fact, I have a lead that I'm going to check out right
3: after this show. Hmm. Well... Good luck, Myron, and thanks for being on Writers Radio Theater. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Myron, Myron. Lauren. Writers Radio Theater is a man radio
0: pictures, production, and association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay hey, with us, Saddlebiles. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the Woody Paul Western theme, number 34. Also
3: known... Riders Radio Theater is brought to you locally by Barleycorn's, featuring Cincinnati locations in downtown Hyde Park, Montgomery, Western Hills, and Tri-County, and in Kentucky, Barleycorn's Yacht Club and Five Mile House in Lakeside Park.
0: Welcome back, buggeries and buggerettes. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the cowboy way. Tonight, episode eight of the exciting western melodrama, Monster from Mystery Mountain.
1: <laughs> As
0: faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Charlie in a green fire-breathing metal monster suit designed by Slocum has been terrorizing anyone who dared venture onto Tumbleweed Valley's Mystery Mountain. Then in our last episode, the desperate, panic-stricken citizens of Tumbleweed Valley sold their land on Mystery Mountain for a fraction of its value to Slocum. This led to a confrontation with riders
3: in the sky. Slocum, you're taking advantage of these panic-stricken people. There's no such thing as a monster, and you know it.
4: Tell that to High Sheriff Trywall. He saw it and says it'll be back.
3: If that monster comes back, we'll be waiting for it. Eh? We're going to spend the night on Mystery Mountain, right in the area where High Sheriff Drywall was attacked. So... With that said, the riders departed for Mystery Mountain.
0: Meanwhile, in his secret laboratory, in the basement of his land office, Slocum
4: plotted. Tonight, Charlie, the monster walks. <laughs> and now, episode eight, entitled, Wow! The Monster Man! Wow! Wow! <laughs> As the sun begins to wane
0: and the late afternoon shadows creep across Mystery Mountain, riders in the sky go about
3: setting up camp for the night. Gosh, look, the sun will be down soon. Yes, we better hurry this up. Woody, Woody, uh, would you put up the tent? Sure thing, Ranger Doug. And Slim, uh, get a shovel, would you, and go downwind and dig a latrine. Well, gosh, Ranger Doug, why aren't you? Because that's not my job, do Slim? Well, what is your job, Ranger Doug? My job is to stand here wearing a big white hat, a perfectly pressed and lightly starched shirt, sharply creased trousers, shiny boots, and to look heroic. Now, that would be hard to do if I was down in some filthy hole digging a latrine, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, I see what you mean, Ranger Doug. Let me have that shovel and I'll get going. Good, and oh, Slim, while you're at it, it might be a good idea to dig a monster trap. A monster trap? Yes. I should think a trench about 20 feet deep, 20 feet long, and perhaps 20 feet wide ought to do it.
2: 20 by 20 by 20?
3: That's a lot of digging, Ranger Doug. Yes, it is. And when you're finished digging, cover it with leaves and twigs to disguise it.
2: Ranger Doug, how about if I make it a little smaller? That would be the easy way, Slim, but... Oh, I know, I know.
0: (laughs) By sundown, all their chores are done, and the riders gather around the warm glow of Beach Campfire for their evening meal meanwhile further up the mountainside two sinister figures prepared to strike
4: <laughs> hold up charlie look there's that campfire down there see it yeah. <laughs> okay let's get you ready to breathe fire oh i don't know about this Boris. relax charlie this time i got it all figured out i don't know look the problem in the past was that the flamethrower was mounted on your back you couldn't see what you were doing But not anymore. I've solved that problem. Yeah? How? we're going to move it to the front. Huh? Yeah, and that's not all. Instead of a leaky old pressurized tank, we're going to use this.
3: An accordion? A
4: bubble accordion, Charlie.
3: (laughs) Well, it looks like the one I picked up at Johnny and Mikey's
4: music shop back in episode one. That's right, Charlie. Well, it looks like it's seen better days, boss. If that's possible for an accordion. Yeah, well, it must have been a pretty good one at one time, because it's still in pretty good shape. Yeah. Well, how in the world is that thing gonna shoot fire? Well, out of this little nozzle that used to shoot bubbles, yeah. <laughs> I lined the bellows with asbestos, and instead of bubble solution, I poured highly flammable liquid jelly gas in it. <laughs> And look, I put a pilot light on it so you don't have to fool with any matches.
3: <laughs> oh, good. So I just squeeze and the flame comes
4: out, huh? Well, not exactly. I added a little safety feature so it won't go off accidental. Yeah, what's that? First, you got to push these buttons on the side here, and then you got to play a particular little tune.
3: Boss, I can't play a
4: tune. Oh, sure you can, Charlie. Yeah. Anybody can play Lady of Spain on an accordion for Pete's sake. Oh, right. Okay. All right, go on now. Turn away from the campfire down there so they can't see it and give it a try.
3: Okay.
1: (laughs)
4: Whoa! (laughs) See what I mean? Yeah. Now get going. Right. (laughs) Meanwhile, riders in the sky have finished
0: their supper, and now as the night closes in and the wind moans through the trees like a lost ghost looking for its soul... They huddle around the flickering glow of their campfire
2: Gosh It's kind of scary out here
3: Sure is Yeah, you're right Say, what about a tall tale, side me? Oh,
4: well, all right uh, This is a good time to tell the tale of the legend of the headless accordion player
3: <laughs> Great choice
4: Headless accordion player? Yeah It was a night much like this one
1: <gasps>
4: What was that? Eh? Well, that's your imagination, Woody. Well, now, shut up and let me finish this story. It was a night much like this one. Four cowboys who camped out in the wilderness.
0: When suddenly, from away off,
2: they heard an accordion. Whoa! Oh, wow. That's not my imagination. Look, it's an accordion playing, fire-breathing monster!
3: Come on, let's get over to the far side of that pit too slim, Doug Woody. What? Never mind. Here, watch your step. Here it is. Good. Quick, let's make our way around it to the far side.
2: Here we are. And there's the monster!
3: Come and get us, Charlie.
1: Charlie? Charlie?
3: Yes, Slocum is behind this, and that monster's got to be Charlie. With any luck, he'll set himself on fire any minute here now.
4: If that's
2: Charlie
3: in front of us,
2: then what's that? I can't see, but it sounds like another accordion monster coming at us from behind.
3: We gotta get out of here. Run for it. Hey, wait, quit pushing. We're all gonna fall. Whoa! (laughs)
0: Hard to believe, but very true. The riders have fallen into their own trap, and Charlie couldn't be
3: happier. <laughs> Looks like it's time for a cowboy barbecue. <laughs> There's but some music to roast by. To Shut play. up, Texas Tex. There's some. He's music. struck in his
0: laryngitis. <laughs> but just as Charlie starts to play, a most surprising thing occurs. Is none other than Myron Ford with his accordion on full bubble power.
3: What in blue blazes is going on here? I can't see for all these bubbles. Hey, hey, cut it out. Oh, I got soap in my eyes. Ah,
0: ah, I gotta get
3: out of here. Oh, trying
0: to make a quick getaway, but the bubbles have confused him so that instead of running down the mountain, he runs off the mountain, right off Dead Man's Cliff. Uh oh. But fortunately, one of his accordion straps catches on a tree limb that juts out over the precipice, and it holds him there, dangling in space. One strap around the limb, the other strap around his arm. Oh, what a break. Did you say break?
1: Oh,
0: no. Because that's exactly what the accordion strap around Charlie's arm is about to do. Charlie falls 2,000 feet to the valley floor below.
3: (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the pit, Myron Florin is lowered a rope and the riders have climbed down. Well, thanks, uh, accordion-playing stranger. Say, it's Myron Florin.
4: Well, howdy. And thanks, Myron.
3: I'm glad to be of help, boys. Oh, not that we're complaining, Myron, but I'm awfully curious as how you came to be way up here in Mystery Mountain in the middle of the night playing your accordion.
5: Well, I tell you, it's quite an interesting story. Well, I'll just bet it is. You know, for some time now, I've been on the trail of a rare lost accordion.
4: Oh, must be the lost accordabarious,
5: eh? That's right, side meat. Anyway, I got a tip that it might be at Johnny and Mikey's music store in Tumbleweed City. Well, Gosh, did you find it there? No, but they told me they had recently sold the one in question to a big 300-pound doofus Charlie. Charlie. No, I, I don't know his name But when I stepped out of the music store I saw a man fitting that description And a little guy with a pencil-thin mustache <gasps> Welcome. You know, I don't know his name either But they were, they were carrying the accordion And I followed them here And then I saw the big one attack you boys So I just let loose with the bubbles Oh, we're sure glad you did, Myron
4: Yeah, your bubbles saved our bacon
5: <laughs> But I guess in doing so you lost that accordion when Charlie went over the cliff.
4: Hey, what's that? It's a bubble. Oh, there's another one.
3: There's a string of them, and they seem to be coming from down there by the cliff.
4: Come on, let's check it out.
3: Seconds later, riders in the sky and Myron Florin arrive at the edge of Dead Man's Cliff, where they make an amazing discovery.
2: Look, there's an accordion dangling from that tree limb. It must be the one that Charlie was using.
3: You hold my arm, Woody. I think I can just reach out far enough over the edge to get it.
2: Hey, Rachel Dudd. Wait a minute.
5: Good luck. With hey, you got it. Got it. There you go, Myron. Boys, this is it.
2: The lost accord of various.
5: Without a doubt. Wow. It's in pretty rough shape. Well, that's just how it looks. These accordions were so perfectly made that they're virtually indestructible. And they can really take a licking and keep on ticking. <laughs> Let's see how it sounds. Whoa. Whoa! That's
4: a hot number, all right. <laughs>
5: well, let's 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 try a different tune here. Now
2: and so that's better. That's what an accordion should sound like.
0: <laughs> and so, do the accompaniment of lilting accordion music, another night on Mystery Mountain draws to a close. But Slocum is still on the loose, and a man who will use an accordion for evil is capable of anything. <laughs> What vile villainy will Slocum try next? Why is he doing all this to begin with? And have you squeezed your accordion today? You won't find the answers to these questions on 60 Minutes, but you will find them right here, same time, same vision, next week in Episode 9 of Monster from Mystery
1: Mountain.
0: (laughs) Entitled, The Plot Revealed. This palpitating, percolating, pixelating melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this theater of the mind. And now, here again,
3: on Riding in the Sky, Joey the Cavalier King and the wonderful Myron Floyd. Joey and Myron are going to play us out with the 12th Street Rag.
0: the makers of Texan brand fruit juices are proud to be the exclusive national sponsors of Riders Radio Theater.
1: Texan pineapple juice is available at local grocery stores in the canned fruit section.